Hello and welcome to another edition of the Moving Iron Podcast. This podcast is proudly provided by Axon, helping dealers move more iron for almost 100 years. Find out more at axontire.com. Axon was started almost 100 years ago out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. It's that same passion that drives them today. With a vision for a better experience for both farmer and dealer, they set out to create a better way to move more iron. When you partner with Axon, you get immediate access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. Axon carries all major brands and sizes of tires, wheels, and tracks. From custom colors and sizes to fully customized wheels, you can have the solution for virtually any problem today's farmer is trying to solve. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransinc.com for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. This podcast is also brought to you by AgDirect. No matter how you buy your ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast, Tax Moves with Glenn Birnbaum. Glenn is a CPA with Sickich. And Glenn, it's been a little bit since we had done one of these. How you been, man? Hey, good. Yeah, I thought we'd start off the new year here with some with some tax updates. So. Right on. Okay, well, it's a uh, new year. Um, 2022 is uh, done. So we got 2021 coming up. So we got... Uh, fourth quarter estimates coming up you got some other things going on and before you know it it'll be the thick of uh of tax uh, preparedness season here so i guess where do you want to start glenn well maybe let's start with the the immediate thing is as you said the fourth quarter tax estimate um, is due it's actually due tuesday you know january 18th and you know, if you're a day late or two days late, it's not, you know, it's not the end of the world. So obviously, you know, if, if you forgot about it and you're listening to this podcast later in the week or whatever. Um, but yeah, it is Tuesday the 18th. Um, and for farmers, so for, you know, farmers and ranchers who have uh, the general is about, you know, at least two thirds of their income coming from the farm, which, you know, most farmers can qualify for that pretty easily. Gross income, not, not net income, but gross income you can kind of file as a farmer, which means you can either file and probably many listeners might be familiar with, well, Hey, you don't have to make any estimates because I'm a farmer. As long as you file your return and pay your tax by March 1st. Okay. And that is still true. So that's, you know, not that far away. Um, But the problem is with the lateness of, of tax season, we'll probably touch on that next is that sometimes it's hard to get everything done by March 1st, if you have other, you know, other things, other K-1s flowing in. So it's becoming a lot more common to, you still don't have to make quarterly tax estimates if you're a farmer, except for the fourth quarter one. So you don't have to make your first quarter, your second quarter, your third quarter. You can just make one fourth quarter estimate. And that then allows you to wait and file um, April 15th, kind of with, with the masses. So 
So definitely something to think about. Um, if you don't make any estimates at all and you pay, um, you know, you wait until April 15th, they will charge you, uh, the IRS charges about a 3% annual interest rate. Um, it's not, you know, it's not all that bad, but it is, remember it's non-deductible. So it's, you know, you can't deduct interest you pay to the IRS. So, um, so anyway, if you haven't made your estimates, you know, or thinking about it, it's definitely something to look into to allow you more time um, so that we can file the return properly and get everything taken care of, uh, not by March 1st, but by April 15th. Okay. All right. So before we started talking, you were, you were talking about the backlog at the IRS and, and how yeah. much they still yeah. have uh, yeah. to process yeah. yet from, from 2021. Um, I guess so. As you take a look at all that stuff there, and then you take a look at you know, 22 coming down the pipe here, do you suspect to see some some big delays in in getting returns or um, just you know responses back from the IRS with with various questions that may be popping up? Yeah, that's the kind of the big question right now. So the filing season uh, for 2021. You know, so I'm talking you know personal tax returns. I mean, the, the IRS is going to open it up on January 24th. Okay, so next week. Um, but the problem is the IRS is still, you know, they're they're behind from last year. And, you know, this isn't, you know, the IRS is short staffed like a lot of businesses, and there've just been tons of work put on their plate, you know, retroactive law changes. If you remember the something like the unemployment compensation, you know, traditionally that is taxable income, and they came out. I, don't know, I think in March of last year, said, so "Oh no, we're gonna we're gonna make you know a certain amount of it tax free." So, but yeah, this this taxpayer advocate report came out here just in the last week or so, and it talks about how many unprocessed tax returns there are: six point two million unprocessed ten forties, um, two point eight million unprocessed nine forty ones, which are um, payroll tax returns, quarterly payroll tax returns. But a lot of those, when you have the employee retention credit claimed on there. If those are being sent in via the mail or whatever, so 2.8 million 941s, uh, almost a half million of 941Xs. So that's just like amending the 941 for prior, um, for, for basically claiming the employee retention credit. Um, 2.4 million of unprocessed 1040Xs. So that's, you know, some sort of fix, some sort of adjustment to the return that caused taxpayers to have to refile it. So 2.4 million of that. But the biggest number is, uh, well, I guess it's not the biggest number because we had over 6 million 1040s, but next in line, 4.75 million of unanswered taxpayer correspondence. So, you know, these are like notices sent out, you know, clients have sent, you know, responses back and, you know, they just haven't, just haven't been able to process all this stuff. So it's just tons of, of things that they've got to get caught up on before they can, we can, you know, really even start uh, the 22 filing season for 2021. Yep. Okay. So looking out right now, I mean, there's, there's nothing out there anymore, anywhere that's going to say that they're, they're, you know, last, you know, 20 and 21, both they've pushed back, you know, the filing dates and those kind of things with this backlog in the, in the system, do you foresee any, where they're going to ask you to file late or anything like that. So they get caught up a little bit. I mean, I think, you know, most all tax people probably want a normal tax season, but I, I don't, I think it's somewhat possible just with, 
you know, COVID still going around and, um, you know, I, I guess there's a chance that they might extend it, but at this point, you know, there's, there's no talk about that. Um, but it's kind of in the back of, you know, everyone's mind. Um, now one thing that they also, um, you know, kind of goes along with all this backlog, you know, is, well, shouldn't there be some sort of penalty relief, you know, because if, you know, if your payment was stuck or, you know, or these laws are changing, you know, are they going to provide relief of tax penalties, maybe interest, things of this nature? Um, this taxpayer advocate uh, report does kind of recommend that the IRS do this. Uh, but at this point, there is really no, I mean, you can, you can certainly um, try to, you know, plead your case, but it's not anything really, you know, very global as far as how, how taxpayers get relief. Um, yeah. You know, so if you're late, again, if, if your stuff's caught up, um, you know, it could be delaying refunds and all sorts of things. And again, you're, you know, relying on the mail system and relying on somebody, you know, to kind of be, I guess, you know, be in their office, I would assume. I don't know the IRS system too well, you know, but if it's, if it comes in on paper, it eventually gets to somebody's desk. And um, so, yeah, there it's, it's going to be interesting how this season um, comes in. Now, as far as things that are changing for the 2022 season, the 2021 tax year, um, you know, probably the biggest thing, and we don't you know, have time to dig into this very much is the advanced child tax credit payments. Um, so people, you know, with children started getting, um, in the last half of the year, they started getting kind of a monthly payment, um, from the IRS kind of direct deposit, or maybe sometimes via check. And so that's really an advance you know, again, it's called the advanced child tax credit. It's an advance on the increase, um, that was passed, um, by Congress earlier in the year. Um, so it is gonna, you know, if you're getting that money, then, you know, you're not going to have as much of a refund potentially. Um, come tax time. So um, the big thing there for your listeners uh, to remember is the IRS is going to send some letters. Uh, some of them may have already got it, but they're going to send letters out telling uh, the you know taxpayer how much money was received, how much money was paid. And uh, for married folks, you know, husband and wife, you're going to get two different letters. So you have to actually keep both letters. So that's going to be something that, you know, if you didn't get the right amount, if you didn't get any, then your refund would go up, right? If you did, and so it's going to be um, something that's going to be could be wrong, right? It, it's it's it is part of the reason um, we had this with the uh, rebates. If you remember, we had two different rebates that actually kind of showed up on the 2020 tax return. Well, we're going to have the third rebate, the EIP three, we call it. The third rebate is going to show up on this 2021 return. So that's going to be the second thing. The first one is the advanced child tax credit. The second one is the rebates. And so again, going back to 2020, you know, if you didn't get your rebate checks, then we put it on the tax return and said, oh, okay, hey, they didn't get it. So send them. And so some of this delay is because maybe, you know, the amounts weren't quite right. And the IRS, you know, has to pretty much have a person look at each one of these, right? If if, if, if it doesn't match, um, you know, the IRS says, no, I think we actually sent this money to this taxpayer and the taxpayer said they didn't get it, you know, so there's kind of all this back and forth. So they're still, still recovering from that. That is part of the reason why we have, why we have those unprocessed 1040s. But then again, for 2021 tax year, this 2022 filing season, we're going to have two things that are 
kind of like that, it's going to be the advanced child tax credit and it's going to be the third economic income tax payment. So it's not going to make it super easy on, you know, your tax preparer or your, or the IRS to make sure those numbers uh, check out. Okay. So as you look at right now, yeah, good. Yeah. No kidding. Good times. So I guess as you take a look at this uh, going into 2022, um, is there anything that you're keeping your eye on? Uh, yeah. Early in the early in 2022 here that that could make a big I mean a big uh, a big change in what you see I mean we get this build back better stuff that uh, build yeah. stuff like that that's out there and and these different you know, legislative you know things that are popping up here and there but obviously that build back better deal is a is a pretty yeah. pretty big difference so I guess what do you pay attention talk to talk about the, yeah we can talk about the BBB the build back better I mean I think you know back in the summer. You know, everyone was, you know, virtually positive there would be something get passed in December, you know, probably right before Christmas is a traditional traditional thing that happens. But it, ha- it would happen a lot of times in the past with, uh, you know, things like depreciation. Hey, we're going to extend, you know, bonus depreciation for, I, I don't know, you know, I'll just make up a year, you know, for 2014. Hey, we now have bonus depreciation, but the law doesn't get passed till December 23rd. So it doesn't really, you know do a lot of good to incentivize people to buy equipment, but that's, that's kind of the way we kind of got into that pattern. So most people thought, well, yeah, you know, Democrats are, you know, have the majority now in the house, although thin, very thin in the Senate with the you know vice president breaking the tie that there's going to be something passed tax wise. And, you know, that infrastructure bill was passed. Um, that was, you know, definitely more, a little more bipartisan, but the BBB, yeah, didn't really, uh, you know, didn't get get through the Senate. It did it did in the House. So, but the BBB really was was kind of watered down. Um, you know, didn't have near the things that we would have talked about back last summer, Casey. Um, so it's just hard to know exactly what's going to happen. There were there were you know surtaxes put in if you make more than you know big numbers like huge numbers. If you make more than you know ten million dollars. There's a surtax. If you make more than $25 million, there's a surtax. Um, uh, but none of that really, you know, I mean, none of it did materialize. The one thing that, that could impact 2021, which would be problematic if it gets passed, you know, in a month or two, would be the state and local income tax cap. So right now, state and local income taxes, I know we've talked about this years ago, is capped at $10,000. You know, that's talking your income tax real estate taxes, sales taxes, you just add them all up. It's no more than 10 grand. Well, in that BBB, I've lost track, but I'm pretty sure it was going to be like 80,000. They were going to raise it from 10,000 to 80,000. And it would have been effective actually for 2021 tax year. So, so that's something we're still kind of watching. Um, but, you know, every, every day that goes by that nothing gets passed. It doesn't sound like it's, it's going to get taken up anytime soon. Um, it'd be, I'd be pretty surprised if it's, you know, if anything really is retroactive back to 21. So, so for 22, it's just a matter of, you know, can they actually get something passed, um, you know, before we get too close to, to election time. Yeah. Um, Do you, is there anything out there that you see for 22 where the the standardized deductions that were put in by the Trump administration or any of that's going to change? No, it's a good question. Um, you know, some of this stuff does start to phase down or sunset. Um, there are a couple things. It's, it's still a little ways off, but uh, for 2023, so next year, 
100% bonus depreciation, uh, you know, basically able to write off any, any equipment, new or used. We've had 100% bonus now for several years. That is going to phase down to 80%. Uh, you know, if, if Congress doesn't act, it goes down to 80%. So, you know, um, that's something to keep in mind. I guess I'm, you know, maybe putting a little plug in here, not intentional, Casey, but, but 2022 is the last year of, you know, 100% bonus depreciation. So could be a good year to, you know, look at buying some equipment. Be a great year to come buy some Casey, equipment, Glenn. So that's one. Uh, one that's actually in effect for 2022 right now is, um, we talked about this a little bit, is the interest expense limitation where, hey, you can only deduct 30%. Interest is only deductible at 30% of your EBITDA, your earnings before interest taxes and depreciation. It was a pretty big deal when it first came into play. Really, you know, some clients that had a lot of interest and not a lot of income. There were some special rules for um, dealerships, as I remember, like we talked about this. Um, so, but actually for 2022, uh, it is, it is right now it is going to be 30% of EBIT, which basically means it's just, uh, your income before tax, um, not before depreciation. So you would not get to add back depreciation to determine that 30% threshold. So, so some of these things start kind of sneaking up. Um, I think another one is the R and D credits, you know, those, those start to, uh, RD expenses and credits start to kind of phase down. I think everyone thinks, you know, that that will, you know, somebody will pass a fix, but you know, these, these little budget things that they do, right. Eventually end up uh, coming to bear. And I guess if, you know, if we think nothing's going to happen in Congress or they can't pass anything, it could mean that more and more of these things come up and, you know, expire, but that's just a few, nothing too crazy, but, but it is something to keep in mind. Right on. Well, good stuff as usual, Glenn. If if uh, any last thoughts you want to throw out there before we shut down the podcast, you know, I don't think so. I you know, I think it's um, you know, it's always nice to have a little more you know time to to again think through. Do we do we want to take a lot of depreciation or not? You know, what are what are tax rates going to do in the future? I, I certainly think you know we get a few more months under our belt we get to the summer, we're going to know a lot more about what's going to happen. So I, you know, still trying to tell, you know, uh, clients that not to get in a big rush. I don't feel like, you know, it's, it's definitely time to, to build the, the ability to use hindsight. Um, you know, farmers have the ability, we've talked about this in the past to take grain that's been sold in the fall and they don't, they don't get take their check under the proper, uh, deferred payment contracts. They don't take their check till January 2022. Well, you can, you know, retroactively elect to push that income back into 21. So, you know, I, I still think it, it's important to have some more hindsight and, and take your time on this. Um, just in this kind of uncertain environment that we're in in case, in case something would pass. So that's maybe my, just kind of one tidbit is I still don't think it makes sense to get in a, you know, to get in a big rush. Um, it's hard to hard to go back without having to do an amended return or, you know, certain, certain sometimes you can't do that in any way. And then, you, you know, you're going to get backed up um, into the, into the, all the other backlog the IRS has. So, right. so that's my little plug there. Right on. Well, good stuff, Glenn. If folks want to reach out to you and get more information about what it is you're doing there at Sickage, what's the best way to do that? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm based in our uh, East Pure office, so it's best just to call the, the local number there, which is 309-694-4251. Uh, you can go to our website, www.sickich.com. That's spelled S-I-K-I-C-H. Um, also, look me up on Twitter, at Glenn Birnbaum. It is my handle. Right Happy to talk to anyone. So. Good deal. Well, I am Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Make sure you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's where you find the latest editions of the Moving Iron Podcast. Also, go to movingironllc.com for all the latest information about Moving Iron and the Moving Iron Summit. So, Glenn, good to talk to you again, man. Uh, glad you could make it on the podcast. Oh, no problem. Thank you, Casey. All right, Glenn, take care of yourself. You want to have a meaningful competitive advantage to help sell more equipment. Whether you represent the sales, parts, or management department of an implement dealership, there's a surprising amount of complexity when it comes to tire, wheel, and track technology. Let Axon worry about that so you can get back to supporting your customers. Axon has leveraged years of experience to create a streamlined process that gives you a proven path to help today's grower and sell more equipment. The roots of their organization go back almost 100 years to the invention of the rubber tractor tire. Supporting agriculture is the number one driver of Axon from product development through sales and service. To find more or become an Axon dealer, head over to axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all of your trucking needs at Valley Transportation. Our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Working hard for you and me Moving higher Time and time again Through the years you'll find us here Moving